Today is Friday, October 6th, 2023, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Today, King Jimmy Onlyest Bible. Um, so we talk about King James and the people that think uh, that, that they twist scripture. Like, they don't just think it's the best. They maliciously or completely ignorantly, I can't believe that. They have to maliciously take other translations out of context and torture the scripture to make it seem like the King James Version is the one true Bible that I guess Jesus used. And um, all the others are uh, deceit of the devil. Um, that is false. They all say the same thing. Instead of clipping out one sentence here and there, read the whole paragraph. It makes sense. It's in the wording. Uh, anyway, then we talk about Andy Stanley's recent explanation of the gay conference or gay affirming, whatever that, that thing was. Uh, we talk about that a little while. Um, and then we get to violence in video games. Is it exactly the same as murder? Someone will try to make the case and fail in my humble opinion, that, you know, to lust, uh, to look in a woman with lust is the same as committing adultery in your heart. And then they will try to extrapolate that and say, if you fake shoot someone in a video game, you've committed murder in your heart. Um, I don't buy that for a second. Anyway, uh, but if you feel convicted about playing video games, well, then don't play video games. That's Romans 14. That's you violating your own conscience, and for you it would be sin. But if someone does not have the conviction, no, playing video games are not exactly the same as murdering people in your heart. We talk about that. And there's some other uh, stuff in the middle. So enjoy a, your Friday. Have an awesome weekend. Check out the Ask a Christian store. Grab a t-shirt. Support the podcast. Check out the Ask a Christian book, free to read with Kindle Unlimited subscription. Um, I get like, you know, half a penny. So it's not like I'm making money over here. Um, but if you donate, that'd be super awesome. Um, it does cost money to run this podcast and pay for server space, yada, yada, yada. Um, anyways, so check out the Ask a Christian book, How to Have Civil Discussions with People About Sensitive Topics, and Sharing the Gospel with People on the Internet. Take care. See you later. Uh, anyway, so I came across this Facebook post because, you know, that's that's a thing. So in this Facebook post, let me find it. Um, on one hand, I get that, you know, if you don't have something good to say, don't say nothing at all. On the other hand, if people are using their warped stance of theology and the Bible to, um, you know, to to screw up scriptures and God's word, then I guess we may as well say something. So one of these things brought to you by the King James Onlyist has a thing that says God's <clears throat> God's love warns the wicked. Parentheses, new versions of the Bible. Uh, take hold of his words, and turn them upside down. So, <clears throat> as I die, uh, maybe that's a sign, maybe I shouldn't be talking about this. No, I'm pretty sure I should. Hey, welcome everyone. Let me send out some invites real quick. Hey, Yvette, good morning. Okay, anyway, so the point is, they're trying to say, like, King James only, by uh, King James is the, the one true God's Bible, because, you know, it's the one the prophets and Jesus used, and all others are turning the words upside down. And then the examples they give are maddening. So sorry, King Jimmy, but um, one of the ones is Psalms 10, 4, and 5. And in King James, the case they make says, uh, it calls someone wicked and says, his ways are always grievous. And then NIV New King Jimmy King Jimmy version. I'm just gonna start calling it King Jimmy version. Um, ESV and HCSB. <clears throat> they say the wicked, his ways are always prosperous, always prospering. His ways prosper at all times. His ways are always secure. So they try to say 
that, uh, you know, it's flipping the word of God upside down. But then if you go read the thing, like Bible Gateway, like there's, you can disprove this in five seconds. It just takes someone to actually do it. So when you read the whole version, it's because the way it's worded. So, for example, when you go to Psalms 10, 4, and 5, sure, it uses those words. But when you back up, it does the inverse. So it will say like something like if it, King, King Jimmy version, it'll say, you know, uh, the wicked is bad. His ways are always grievous. But then in the all the other ones that's trying to say prosperous, it will say something. It, it says something in each of the versions that say something like, you know, though, um, though the world recognizes him or, you know, uh, though the world sees him as always prospering. And then you read the continuation and it will say his ways always fail. Or something like that. So it, it it's just a different way of reading it. So if they can't read or if they want to make a case and hope no one fact checks them. And same things with Ecclesiastes 8 and 10. Ecclesiastes 8 and 10, King Jimmy says, the wicked were always or were forgotten. And then in the NIV and ESV, it says the wicked, they were praised. They receive praise. And then when you go read the thing, it says stuff like King, King Jimmy, you know, the wicked were always forgotten. But then if you read the others that say they're always praised, there's always a, there's a line in there that says, um, you know, while they're received praise from like from like the world, from like other people, um, like God disapproves or God frowns on them or they'll never be praised in the eyes of God. Like it, it, it's just they take a clip out to make their case, but they completely destroy the rest of the context to make their point. The last one, Isaiah 9 and 3, uh, King Jimmy. God has not increased their joy. Uh, and then in all the others, it says, increase their joy, increases their joy, increase this joy, increase their gladness. But when you read the thing, because I did, <laughs> you put them right next to each other. And it says, like, in their own minds, they increase their joy. In their own minds, like, uh, they increase their gladness in their own minds or to their friends. Uh, but then it always says, like, but not with God. Or, but God will get recompense. Like, it, anyways, it's just maddening. So, uh, let's see, what did I actually write? Uh, <laughs> on one hand, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. On the other hand, if a group turns off, oh, yeah, that was the thing. The, the group who posted this turned off commenting. <laughs> I'm like, on the other hand, if a, group's if a group turns off commenting to peddle and pervert their warped view of the scriptures and biblical translations, I guess I'll say something. A prima facie reading clearly lays out that these translations are in no way conflict with each other. They convey the exact same message. If you read each translation in its context, that is what you will get. If you try to chop it up and dissect it to make it sound like you need it to sound like because you have a King Jimmy only agenda, congratulations, mission accomplished. <laughs> You're ignorant at best and doing the will of Satan at worst. Uh, thoughts, Todd? Yeah. The King James only man is, uh, I mean, it's like the oldest version. It's translated from a Textus Receptus. Um, yeah, it's got stuff in it that's not even, that we found to be not in the scripture because we found older manuscripts after the 1611 and it uses an outdated English. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons not to use it. Um, when we have such better translations now that are translated from uh, a better set of manuscripts. So I don't know. I don't know why people do it. Probably because it helps them feel better about themselves. <laughs> <I don't laughs> and, then one of the, and then one of the guys quoted the verse to me. Um, I guess they found me. 
they, they call, crawled out from under their wherever they were and they're like god preserves his word not the message and they were quoting the bible verse i'm like his word i'm like what he preserved it in english i'm like no he preserved the original scripts like he didn't preserve like king jimmy english anyway uh marquise um sorry to rain on your king jimmy parade but um we'll get you another translation buddy <laughs> Listen, so uh, I grew up, let me, this is funny. I grew up with so many different translations in, in, in the house, like NIV, NLT, Amplified, um, something, Study Bible. What is it? It's Coleman. It's not Coleman's. It's um, Holman's. Holman's Study Holman. Bible. Yes, there we go. I'm like, it's not Coleman. It's Holman's. <laughs> Coleman's. You going camping? <laughs> right. Coleman. The camping Bible. <laughs> right. Um, they should come up with a candy Bible. Uh, but so the point is, I grew up with all of these, but for whatever reason, I like the King James Version. It's probably because I was like the swashbuckling, like lover type as a kid. You know, it's like King Arthur, give me a sword, give me like a broom and I'll unscrew it. You know, the old brooms that you could like unscrew or the mops that you could unscrew and like give me a tree in the backyard and I was going to have an adventure. That was like me at five and six and seven. So when I would like read, I would always grab the King James Version because I felt like, ooh, this makes me feel like I'm in like King Arthur's time. And it's also about the Bible. So like vivid imagination, God's appearing out of whirlwinds and parting Red Seas and speaking things into existence in Genesis and, and the world ends. This is crazy. So as a kid, I loved it. And I would only read the King James Version, right? So like even now when I quote scriptures, I quote them. If I'm going to quote them verbatim, it's going to be in the King James Version. But I never had it like as an understanding that these other versions were somehow bad, poor, wrong, like anything. But I will say that as a kid specializing in the King James Version, then when I got to middle school and high school, my English grammar was like next level. Like we've the conversations we've had, you know, where I'm like parsing out grammar and subjects and objects and whatever, I only know the terms for those parts of speech from high school and middle school, but as far as how they function and how to put them in the right order so that they can be syntactically and grammatically correct, all that I learned just through reading the King James version. Like the way I would, I remember like being in middle school and high school and, and I'm like constructing sentences for like just real short, Hey, write me three sentences on what, what you think the main idea is and, and the symbolism in this like poem or the deeper meaning. And I freaking would start writing and it would be like, Ooh, why do you, why did you even structure your sentence this way? I'm like appalled and impressed. And it's like, well, it's in the King James Bible. And so I know, or I know like, Hey, this is not the, the correct way to use this grammar. So Shakespeare was cake for me. So I'm like, Hey, if nothing else, Christians should teach the King James Bible. So their kids understand Romeo and Juliet better. And yep. that's, that's my contribution. You know, I, I grew up on the King James Bible too. And, you know, so did my grandparents. That's like all they read. And, you know, like my, they, they both like uh, dropped out of school in like third and fourth grade to like, you know, work on the farm and like sustain their family. So, uh, but yet they somehow were able to learn it and read it. Sorry for the noise. Is that a lot of noise? I'm running some water. Okay. Let me stop that. Anyways. Uh, but, you know, so, so even even though they had like a third and fourth grade education, 
they still manage to figure it out and read the King James Bible. Um, so I don't have a problem with the King James Bible, except, you know, it's difficult to read. Like, we don't speak like that anymore. And, you know, technically there are more accurate translations. But, I mean, still, you're going to get the same message. Like, God so loved the world. God so loveth thy world. God loves stuff. Like, you're going to get the same idea no matter what. So it takes a special kind of, you know, agenda or special person to, to mess up any of the Bible translations. Um, yet people still do it. So I don't have a problem with the King James Bible. Um, my problem is with people that say all the other Bibles are bad too. Um, so my problem is with the people, not with the Bible. Um, also, when you said you're going on an adventure, I'm imagining like Marquis, the Puss in Boots, <laughs> like swashbuckling, whatever. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, let's see. We should do the rest of this podcast talking in King James English. And um, I think that's my only other comment. What sayest thou? I beseech ye, therefore, brethren, that this um, this endeavor to which we embark, on which we embark, pleaseth mine eyes in the sight of the Lord. You're up, Todd. <laughs> ah, Todd, Toddest, thou art, thou art opposite. Uh, thine cannot do it. I think that was like Pig Latin. Todd of the Brethren of the Chosen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be having a, I'm gonna be having a room, and I will be teaching sovereign election. Yes, it's gonna happen. Man, I, I keep seeing you. <laughs> I keep seeing you and Steph go back and forth in like the colonism discussion on the Discord server. Like I'm just watching and I'm like, has this not been done a thousand times? Like it's just like watching. A thousand. Oh yeah, a, th- a thousand, thousand, thousand times. Like it's just like watching that train roll down down the line, and it's like, who thinks they're gonna change their mind? <laughs> Anyways. Yep, I think, um, you know, after this last week and a half now of just what I feel to be a totally misunderstood, misrepresented position, I thought I'd come out and teach on the position a little bit uh, from the Bible, clear and precise, so that we are, you know, not being fed a bunch of, yeah, anyway, that's where I'm going. That's funny, but you know it's not going to work, right? You'll be like, okay, I'm going to make this where no one can mess up what I'm saying at all. And you're going to like yeah. this preparation. You're going to lay it out. And then the first question you're going to get is, so are you saying that people can't choose God? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's going to go through the whole thing again. Steph, where you're recording? No, oh, wait, wait. Uh, no, uh, thou fairest no, maiden, thou, thou fairest maiden, Steph of the land, um, the, the Lord has blessed thine ears with your presence. We're trying to we're trying to talk in King James English. Shot one out, oh, Brad and Jimmy. I'm thou hast spoken <laughs> truthfully, my friend. I love how Steph just totally rises to the occasion. Yes, Steph. She's like, I've been waiting for this day. <laughs> my chance hath appeared. I am prepared. <laughs> 
it hasteneth to perform for you. Ex yes, correct. Good friend. <laughs> do you have to add the English accent? I feel like that makes all of it sound right. Hello. Do it. Do it in a different accent that's not English yet still talk the same way. Verily, thou hast spoken clearly, my oh, good God. friend. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you sound like Rosemary. For the Lord, for the Lord, for the Lord cometh on a cloud, and his chariot and his train filled the temple. Yeah. Apostle doth render the truth. <laughs> And therefore, uh, this isn't really working in my brain, though. I can't quite, can't quite put it together, right? Your mansion in heaven, you've just been downgraded to, like, a heavenly trailer. What? Oh, I'll take that. Yeah, that sounds good. I like that. Oh, boy. All right, Brandon, uh, whatever you want to say, say it in King Jimmy English, but with King a Jimmy. different accent. But with a different accent. <laughs> King Jim Bob. Say, just say the normal Southern. <laughs> oh, good morning, everybody. I just was up. I was just having a good day. I'm just thinking, I said, well, it's, today's my birthday. and um, Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Brandon. Thank you. Thank you. I, I was thinking, I said 35 years. And uh, I was thinking, I said, uh, man, I was, uh, I was out of town a while ago doing some work. And it was one of those days, it was like one of those 20-hour days. And I was, oh, it, it was, man, it was a long day. And I was thinking, and the thought came to me, I said, man, I got to get this done. And like, it literally had been 20 hours. And of course, because I'm not a cessationist, I believe the whole speaks to us. And the thought came to me, said, would you work for me like this? And uh, and I thought about that. And I said, Lord, I said, if I had the opportunity, I would. And I thought about it. I said, if I had 35 more years of life, how productive would I be for the kingdom of God? Like if I could start from this point on and I knew that I had 35 more years of life, guaranteed, the Lord promised me. And how productive could I of a servant could I be for the kingdom of God that I could leave in the earth for impact? How meaningful uh, effort could I leave or, you know, impact, you know, because I think about the parable of the talents, like, you know, the, when the Lord comes, he's going to be, you, he looks back, you know, that with the talents, like, you know, about, about wicked servant, you know, I gave you this one and you hit it, but I'm thinking like, how effectively are we using, uh, you know, the talents God gives us? Because last year, about December, I buried my father. He was 53, uh, died of a drug overdose. And uh, and I was thinking about that, and I said, man, I said, if we knew the time that we had, I said, I wonder how effectively are we using this this resource called time to invest into the to the kingdom of God, you know, effectively, as far as really using our gifts. And I, and I was thinking of that, I said, yeah, it's a birthday, but I said, it's really just another time mark on the calendar to let me know that there's opportunity that I that I don't have anymore. Uh, as gloomy as that sound, but I was just, I was thinking about that. I said, Lord, I said, help me to use the time I have left effectively so that I won't be an evil servant. Well, Brandon's going into full-time ministry now. Awesome. I think he already was, wasn't he? Isn't Brandon already in it? <clears throat> well, no, I, I, I do, I do. Too. Yeah, I, I've always been bivocational. Uh, 
but I've always done the, the workload I've always done in ministry. My wife, she, she would always argue, you've always done the job of a full-time minister, uh, that I've always done, you know, the work on the side because I've always wanted to work in churches that I can, I can give the most impact. And most of those churches financially were not able to support two full-time ministers. So I was always more willing and so always looked at being bivocational as a part of my ministry because I end up ministering to people on the jobs and and using that as, a, as an opportunity to witness to people. I, I always called it my tent ministry. That's how I approach teaching. So I get it. I totally get it. Brandon, you are like four months older than me. You and I are right in line. Well, we're getting up there, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> you know, I thought you're, I, still, I, you're still I, mid-30s. The, you're still mid-30s, though. You're not late-30s yeah. yet. You're still mid-30s. I'm well, technically I early 30s, okay? I think I think 35 is the mid-30s. I got four more months. But Brandon, see, I thought that, you were... And see, that's a good point, guys. We lie every day, but God still forgives us. <laughs> I don't lie. Mid thirties, <laughs> early thirties. No, early thirties. Um, Listen, at thirty-four you round down, thirty-five you round up, right? <laughs> um, I recently told someone I I was forty-one. I think I'm actually forty-two, so I, I forgot my age for a minute. That happens all the time. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 it's a thing. I like, I'm I like have to ask myself, how old are we now? How old? Uh, I ask my wife, like, how old are we now? How old are we? When do we get married? We have, what, what, don't we ask people old. in this room multiple times a day? It's like, how old are you people? <laughs> old enough for teenagers uh, for to start reasons. saying yes, sir, and no, sir, and yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. That, that's oh, how yeah. you know you're starting to age. Yeah. Yep. You'd be like, wait a minute, I'm your age. You'd be like, wait a minute. You have, better, you have better teenagers where you are than we do here. <laughs> but anybody, yeah, in the South, they'd be like, well, no, sir. I'm like, why are you calling me that? <laughs> or you know what really got me was the first time someone called me Mrs. Jacobson. And I was like, oh, oh, no, that's horrible. Mrs. <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Oh, yeah. And um, now my students, they don't even say like Mr. or Dr. They just say Mr. Faison or whatever. They'll just say Mr. It's like, hey, Mr. Yo, and Mr. Like, oh. <laughs> Yo, Mr. Yo, Mr. I'm like, oh, man, I'm not even, get I, a like, Mr. I don't even Mr. get a last name. It's just Mr. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, Mr. over there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I guess I've been doing, I guess this whole week leading up to my birthday, I've been doing just doing a lot of taking inventory, looking, re-looking at life, uh, a lot of things. You know, I've been preaching since I was 15, uh, been licensed minister since I was 16. Uh, so I guess I, the majority of my life, I have, I have been a preacher. So I, I, I don't, I guess I don't know how to exist without being a preacher, being, being a tongue-talking preacher at that. Uh, so, but, you know, and I, I guess I, I was, I was looking, I was just thinking about a lot of the people who trained me initially when I started in ministry, they're, they're gone, you know, a lot of the elders and, and, and I, and I was just thinking about a lot of people who I started in ministry with, either they're dead or backslid or in, in, in some really horrible type, just stuff I don't even want to even, it's not even polite to think about. And, and I guess I'm looking at, you know, just some of the things that are just really happening. I just said, Lord, I said, just, I guess just looking, just, just the little time I've been doing things. I just said, Lord, I said, uh, you can, this cannot be what you leave us with. Uh, not to say I'm the best by no means, but I just say there has to be like, 
considering the quality that I started with, you know, the people who trained me, I'm thinking like, Lord, I just be honest. I'm like, I don't think I'm nowhere near the people who trained me. And I'm like, Lord, I don't, I do not want to be responsible for giving a lot less quality than what I was given. Cause I, so I'm saying, I just be honest. I'm like, I just don't think I'm, I don't think I'm up to par. And, and I, and I was talking to a friend, he was like, well, you know, you could have been got a church and been full time by now, but I'm like, no, nah, it's not all about just grabbing a church and, you know, just trying to get a paycheck. Uh, call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Yeah. He, and, and that's the thing that, too, I, I'm not going to let a paycheck send me to hell. I, if, if the will of God can't get me there, I'm not going to let politics and, uh, you know, uh, men and, and flattery get me there. And it's, it's too much of that going on. And I said, hey. If you want to try to get there with your daddy's good name, you get there. But uh, that that that's I'd rather have a job and do do an honest day's worth of work and teach Sunday schools and Bible study and, and make it in, than play the game you make. <laughs> well, you would certainly do a better job than the uh, subject of our next topic. Who wants to talk about gay stuff? <laughs> oh, you uh, so can I talk to Brandon about kid stuff instead? Or do we have to do the gay stuff? Well, I wanted to talk about Andy, Andy's. I, I wanted to talk about Andy Stanley because I spent 49 minutes of my life uh, listening to his gay affirming conference or whatever thing that was. Or, or no, his explanation of it when he was trying to dig himself out of a hole. Uh, so, yeah. Let um, me ask I real post- quick uh, because we don't have a back channel anymore. Hey, Brandon, is your son in kindergarten in public school? He, he's uh, it's a different kind of program. He's in what we call mobile seropalsy. So it's kind of uh, it's like pre-K. Uh, so I guess he'll be in like the equivalent of uh, kindergarten next year. Oh, OK, gotcha. Does he have an IEP with the district? Yes, he does. He, um, he does. it's It's kind of I, I don't know the official name of I know it's an IEP, but it's something different him being in the um, autistic kind of program. It is, but it's, yeah. it's kind of like an IEP. Okay, I have a, I'll voice message you uh, so we could, but yeah, thank you. And I, I can get you my wife's contact information too. She, you know, she's a social worker and she, she knows, she knows all the lingo too. If, if you really oh, want to talk wow. to an expert. Yeah, that, that would actually be really helpful. I'll send you a voice chat. Thank you. So yeah. glad hey, no we problem. could accommodate that. Hey, you know what else would be swell? Click on the discord server and you guys can chat to your heart's content. Oh yeah. Brandon, join the discord. Would you? Yeah, sure, Brandon. Sure. Then we don't have to talk about kindergarten stuff again. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Wow, so rude. <laughs> to you, not Brandon. Just for the record. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, We're just going to call Nate Mr. from now on, Steph. That's all. Mister. I can't believe he'd rather do gay stuff than hear about kindergarten kid problems. I, I, I thought he was going to talk about the Pope at first. I was saying, I said, that Pope is cutting up, isn't he? Well, I mean, it's both of them. I mean, you know, I didn't, I didn't spend an hour of my uh, hour of my life watching the Pope thing, but I guess he, he's cool with blessing gay people's unions now, which is not so far from what Andy Stanley did. Like, I watched this thing in his explanation. It out of a forty-nine minute video, it took him forty minutes to get to anything substantial. He just tiptoed around, and it was a straw man. And man, first of all, the guy looks like Ellen, so that was that was interesting. So it was like watching Ellen speak, but. Uh, are you guys familiar with this, or am I talking about stuff no one knows about? 
No, I'm, like, I'm tracking. I'm tracking. I'm not, I know so Andy's I'm tracking you, Mister. So it's like all over all my feeds. So I figured let's just talk about it here. Everyone knows what's going on. Um, <clears throat> anyway, but yeah, so so he spends all this time talking about like love and compassion and feelings. Facts don't care about your feelings, and neither does the Bible. But he pits it as you've got to be this loving, bleeding heart person to welcome them with open arms, as if the other group who's like, no, that's a sin. Don't do that. That's sinful. Is like rabid and vicious and ready to like tear them apart and send them to hell. And it's like, look, the other side may be a little more grumbly or crusty or whatever. Um, but if you had a one-on-one conversation, you're like, okay, look, pastor, that is the other side from Stanley. Um, do you think they have a soul? Do you think that soul matters? Is that soul worth saving? Well, yes, yes, yes. Are you compassionate? Do you understand this plight? Do you, you know, you think this is a sin? Do you also think all these other things are a sin? Yes, I think they're a sin. I think they're a sin. I think they're all abominable, blah, 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 blah. It's like, what would you say? Would you say these people are banned from your church? I guarantee they'll say, well, no, they're not banned from our church, blah, 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 you know, uh, but, you know, we can't have them as leadership positions because it, it was like unrepentant sin, what they're doing, if, if that's what they're doing, like homosexual stuff. Um, so it's like, well, we can't have them leadership because that's against our values. That's against the Bible. And it is sin. But we want sinners to be here so they can hear the word of God and let the Holy Spirit move on their hearts and, you know, do what he wills. I guarantee that's an answer you'll get from like 90 percent of these people that he wants to put in like this rabid anti everything phobic category. And I'm like, dude, if you go to Westboro Baptist Church, you can find some people that, that you're talking about. If you go to the rest of the people who you think you're talking about, you're not going to get nearly that response that you think you're going to get. But anyway, so at the end of the day, I, I, I wanted to say it took him like 40 six minutes to call sin a sin but i actually don't even remember i i I don't even think he actually said it was a sin because he tiptoed around homosexuality but what he did was like the the most hardcore he got was he he said that um he's like well it's not biblical marriage because biblical marriage is between a man and a woman like good job he's like but uh, you know, for all these other people, they have such a heavy burden and, you know, people are mean to them and, you know, they don't feel good about themselves. I'm like, are you kidding? And he's like, so, you know, what else are they going to do? Like, well, welcome in there in church. I'm like, okay, that's good. Yes, welcome them in the church. That's fine. Everyone, most people are going to say that. Welcome them in. And he's like, but then, you know, if it's like, what are they going to do? Be single for the rest of their life? Um, okay, that sounds pretty good. Um, he's like, well, we got to we gotta let them get married. I'm like, oh. He's like, well, it's not biblical marriage, but... It's their choice. So like the, the closest thing he said um, that would be okay is it's not biblical marriage, true, and it's their own choice. So if they choose sin, fine. So I, I, I think the proper biblical way to handle that is, yes, if you get married, you're probably not going to be roommates. You're cr- probably going to be doing stuff married people do, which would be sin if it's same sex. So if you're doing that, you're welcome to church come to church, but, you know, stay, hear the gospel, but you can't be in leadership. You know, you're, you're not going to, we're not going to, we're going to treat you just as we would treat anyone else in unrepentant sin. So it's not like someone does an oopsie, sins, repents, and, you know, um, asks forgiveness, moves on with their life. And we're like, yes, you're still our brother or sister in Christ. It's like if someone keeps doing that same sin over and over, and um, it's like you would treat them as a brother or sister in, in unrepentant sin. Um, so at some point, I mean, if you if you're, anyways, I think that would be the proper answer, and and he just kind of leaves that in the dust. And I and now that I think of it, I don't think he actually calls it sin because he he tiptoes around so he he doesn't address the homosexual stuff directly. Um, anyway, that's what I got from fifty minutes of my life watching it. Anyone else have thoughts? 
Yeah, I, I get, and I know I've talked about this before. Because um, there is a there, as far as like I guess dealing with, because um, I had family, and I know I've talked about the issues like with my, you know, sister. Uh, it, it's it's been a subject because you know I love my sister. Oh, you're chopping up, Brandon. Better now. Nope, you're bad, Brandon. What happened? <laughs> Is this a little better? Nope, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Try one more time. Okay, we'll, we'll give you a couple minutes and then try. Uh, Steph, I, I know this is not uh, kids' scholastics, but um, do you have a thought? Oh, no, I, I zoned out. I could not care less about this. Look, okay, so so I saw what you posted in the Discord. I didn't watch the thing. Uh, I've heard sermon, you know. Yeah, I don't know. By the way, rude. I'd run. What? I said, by the way, rude. If you're going to call me rude, I'll call you rude. <laughs> I don't care about your thing. You don't care about my thing. Yeah, we're even. Let's talk to someone who cares about none, none of this or anyone's thing. What's up, Chris? <laughs> I don't really. Yeah. Honey Badger don't care. All right. Well, it's Friday. Let's just go home. Nate, can I have mods real quick? She wants to throw me out, Nate. I don't know if I trust you right now. Uh, <laughs> Give me that green bean. I'll go back in the audience. I don't know. I think I put myself in danger of being like. I'm not throwing room. Chris for once. <laughs> You're gonna throw Nick. That's You're gonna you throw do. me. No, I'm not throwing Nate either. No, I said you were gonna well, throw Nick. Where's Nick? Yeah, where's Nick? Nick has just got his his saint thing. He's not. Yeah, his Everyone his little burner. It's not his burner. Wait, that's not Saint. Oh, I thought that was Saint Beloved or that's whatever. Yeah, Beloved. didn't we all? Wait, um, does everyone have a problem with Nick now? I've only heard Nick talk like twice. No, no one has a problem with Nick. Oh. Yeah, no one. Yeah. So not even. So what do you want the mod, Steph? What do you, what evil are you gonna do to an actual world on us? No, that's fine. Nothing. I'm just sad that I'm not a mod. You know, it's just kind of a bummer lately. Just down here, all sad. Uh, because I can't, I, I don't know who I can trust. Like someone's gonna like throw someone because of like pet, like past grievances or something. Oh, two and a half. Well, years we should have a festivus. It's fine. Can we have festivus? Man, I should throw you for that. <laughs> I never really watched Seinfeld, but I know enough to know I don't like it. No, festivus is fun. It's like you got a festivus pole, and then it's the airing of grievances. So then you're just like, oh, it's really great. Isn't that what everyone does all the time holiday. anyway? Who needs a holiday to air grievances? This is you yeah, could do no this one here. <laughs> Steph and I air grievances on a regular basis. Yeah, it's fine. All right. Well, I had two killer topics. No one likes it. So, wait. What were the two topics, man? I'll bring <clears throat> new life. Like a, the king like, a, like a prophet in the uh, in the soaking rooms, I will breathe new <laughs> life into these topics, Nate. 
the topics we have discussed is the King Jimmy onlyists and how they are trying to twist scriptures and twist other versions, other translations, to make it seem like King James, King Jimmy Bible, is the one true Bible that Jesus and the apostles use, and all others are demonic. Um, so that's annoying. And then the Andy Stanley thing. Like, I watched a 50-minute video of him, like, like trying to get himself out of the hole yesterday. And uh, I don't know. I thought it was interesting and a good topic, you know, for biblical Christianity. But no one likes it. Well, I mean, Brandon was starting to talk on it, but then he cut out real bad. And then Steph's like, yeah, I don't care about any of that because, you know, she's, like, basically a Gnostic at this point. Man, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, bro. Is she a Pelagian now, too? Jeez. When they says, says stuff like that, Nate's joking, mostly. Mostly. I'm, or, I'm joking. Or Nate has, has gotten the facehugger spirit, um, <laughs> and the facehugger spirit has taken over. Nate. Oh, I saw a Cat Kerr video last night, and I was trying to remember the sneaky squid spirit woman uh, to Google it, but I... Yeah, so I saw a bit of Cat Kerr, and man, it's rough. She was, it was the one where she was talking about seeing Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson in heaven. Yeah, they do concerts all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a super concert. It's like Band Aid, except like good. Yeah, don't know, don't know if I can get behind that one. Hey, you know what? I will withhold judgment, and if I get to heaven. And Michael Jackson's there, moonwalking across those uh, streets of gold. He's like, yeah, man, I saw Kat when she was up here. I'm like, huh, guess I was wrong. Yeah, I feel like, wow. And then and then there's like the 65-foot-tall uh, um, pink Sasquatches walking around, and you're like, dang, lady was right. <laughs> no, that's seriously one of her things, the 65-foot-tall pink Sasquatches. They hang out in the abortion garden. So, like, where all the abortion babies hang out together. Yeah, there's, like, a little garden, and they just have, like, they're, like, fly around like cherubs. Yeah, this is is her thing. So, uh, Chris, breathe new life into one of those topics. I mean, I think the Andy Stanley thing is is real interesting, because (laughs) there's, so, we've been talking a long time about the difference between, like, website orthodoxy and actual orthodoxy. And, you know, just to review, there are people that will say the right things in their statement of faith or on their website or in like a public sermon. And then behind closed doors, when they're actually doing stuff, they don't believe any of that stuff. And so you see this really often in evangelicalism now. And Andy Sandley's little 50 minute sermon was an attempt to put a fig leaf on an LGBTQIA plus divided by sign peace be upon them um, conference that his church had uh, that they they required no uh, no recording anything else but uh, a couple of reporters um, actually went in and took copious notes through all of the sessions and they're publishing an expose on the entire weekend um, conference <laughs> and it is absolutely like, and, and so Andy Stanley spends 50 minutes just straight out bald face lying about what went on. Um, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite the dichotomy between what actually happened and what he describes as happening in that sermon. 
Did you, you see, see all his... uh, 50 minutes of it? Yeah, so I watched it, and along with um, so Gavin Ortland, who is an apologist who evangelizes Roman Catholics, um, is a, and he debates Roman Catholic apologists all the time. He's a professor, I don't remember where. Uh, but Dr. Ortland had an entire two-hour thing where he went line by line. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it seemed like he he man he hedged so much that I, I was saying right before you got in here, like the most the, the closest biblical things he said is, uh, you know, gay people getting married is not the definition of biblical marriage, and um, then he 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 never like he never addressed homosexuality in the actual sin, so like he never ha- put himself in a position where he had to make the choice to call it a sin or not a sin. He just avoided the entire issue. Um, but then he went on to say, well, like it was all about touchy-feely stuff. It was all about emotions. Like, how do these people feel? How do these people feel? How do you think they feel? The Bible doesn't care about your feelings. Um, anyway, so then he's like, well, what? Are they supposed to supposed to just not get married? Like, they got to get married. I'm like, he's like, but it's not biblical marriage. I'm like, wait. Okay, so so you're tiptoeing around it. But clearly the implication is if it's not biblical marriage, um, then it's not biblical, mar- biblical marriage. But if it's gay marriage, uh, same-sex marriage, then they're probably going to do stuff married people do. So now if you say like one more sentence, you're going to have to address the sin issue. But that's where he basically said, good night, go home. Um, but uh, <laughs> then he a, said – That's a very good – that is a very good summary of a 50-minute sermon. That is excellent. Dude, it, it took him 40 minutes to get to anything substantial. Like up until that point, he spent 40 minutes just like – wandering in circles that were getting like slightly and slightly more close together. Um, and then finally, after 40 minutes, he spent nine minutes actually like, you know, uh, dancing, dancing around the issue because it took him 40 minutes to start dancing. He was just like walking the perimeter until then. Um, but then he, he's like, uh, and I will have straight people tell me that, Oh, well, you know, I have this problem and it's like uh, same sex uh, issues. He's like, it's, it's like, but it's not. I'm like, okay, look, man, if you want to say, so he's trying to say, like, you know, unless you ha- are a gay person dealing with, like, specifically gay sexual issues, um, you don't have any room to talk or judge or say, well, your own sin is comparable, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, that is false. Like, if you want a bone, I'll throw you a bone. Okay. If you want to say that gay people, since, uh, you know, they would have a slightly elevated burden, because if there's someone that, uh, you know, it's not a walk in the park. I would love to just be be like one of those like you know monkeys at the zoo that like crawl on everything and just like have sex with it. Like if, if there was like no rules, no god, no morals, no other people, no wife, no kids, nothing like that. Why not? Why wouldn't we all be like that? And to the person's like I wouldn't be like that. Oh, shut up. Yes, you would. You liar. But it's not easy to not be one of those like monkeys running around like having sex with everything at the zoo. Um, so if they want a slightly elevated burden to bear because I am blessed by God to have sex with one woman, my wife, and they are not blessed to have sex with anyone because they don't want a woman. I mean, unless they are a woman, like they want a same sex partner, then fine. You have a higher burden than me by one person. If you're faithful to God, maybe you'll get a better reward in heaven. Great. So, so if that's the concession, sure. You have a better, a bigger burden, such as your cross to bear, bear it well. And you're a better Christian than me. Um, but if if we're not going to be that pedantic, yeah, sin sucks, temptation sucks, desires suck. Like we all have our own thing to deal with. Um, anyway, that's my thought. 
Brandon, you want to try again now? See if you can be heard. Unless you are, I see you're off mute, but we don't hear you. So maybe maybe Clubhouse is preventing you from speaking again. Uh, maybe reload or something. The divine intervention has occurred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two of the speakers in the conference are married to men. You know, I don't know. I think the whole—I mean, the whole thing just takes up so much more time than it should. Um, it, it just takes so much, so much to Steph's point, how she cares about none of this. We should care enough to be like, yeah, sin sucks, right, bro? All right, go with Christ, don't sin. Um, but then it's just like anything else. So why, like, sexuality is is such a people make it such a big deal? It's got to be like just just like some spiritual cosmic making, making Satan happy that it's such a distraction. Like, you know, the gospel was not heard in that explanation. I, don't, I, I wonder if the gospel is heard during that conference because people are so worried about who's going to stick what where and who wants what stuck in them. It's like, guys, again, if people think we're so evolved as a species and we're making strides and we're so much better than goat shepherds thousands of years ago, act like it. Like the more you talk about like the base instinctual like animal urges, like – why not space exploration? What about like new, you know, new cures for diseases? What about this? It's like, no, I want to be like the monkey at the zoo. Like when you walk by, you have to shield your children's eyes because they're doing unspeakable things and like with each other and themselves and throwing feces. Like that's the, the theological spiritual equivalent of, of these supposed enlightened, elevated minds. Anyway. But, but, up, but, but Nate, my base yes. animal instincts are my identity. <laughs> right? Uh, Edward, who are you wanting to throw your feces at today? Oh, my goodness. What did I come into here? <laughs> nobody. Nobody, Nate. I'm not one of those Christians that does that. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I want to say I you're thought, not a true Christian then, I, but... I think I missed the context of what you're talking about. I have some idea. Can I make up a totally different topic? Is that okay? Yeah, or, I please. think we're done with this. Hey, are you sure? I didn't want to. I, yeah, I guess. All right. So may, maybe if it's good enough, you'll bring Steph back to the discussion. Well, I was just changing a diaper. I listened. Did you throw the poop? Did the baby throw the poop at you? Well, I got covered in it, but not from throwing. <laughs> we'll hear about that in a minute. Uh, yes, Edward. Sounds like sounds like the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so... Nate, or yes, I think the New Testament speaks about one of the reasons why Christ came was to destroy uh, him that had the power over death. You know the passage I'm talking about. I just want to look it up. You know what I'm talking I'm about? Familiar with what? Now you say. I was yeah. Um, well, it talks about the devil having the power over death, and some one author I was reading. He was saying that before the cross, the devil had the ability to kill both believers and unbelievers, but after the cross, he no longer has authority to take the life of a believer. I, I've never like, heard this before. Any, anyone have any thoughts on this? I have not heard that before either, but I mm, would okay. reject that right off its face for two reasons. One, biblical. God uh, commanded the devil not to mess with Job's life. Um, and if someone wants to say that's a one-off and that was only for Job and he totally could have killed everyone else, if you're the devil that absolutely hates God, hates all the good angels, hates every single human that's created in the image of God, um, and you have the ability to kill them, 
I mean, the devil would be really bad at his job if he didn't just kill every single person on earth. So um, one would be a biblical answer. One would be just a common sense answer. If the devil has the ability to kill people and there are still people, clearly that means the devil does not have the power or he's a really bad devil. Uh, what do you think about that, Evan? Bad devil. Bad devil. Uh, hello, Joanna. You got a lot of feedback. Hi, okay, can... on a call. Yeah, go ahead, Joanna. Are we to believe that the same Satan angel from Job is the same one in the Garden of Eden? Yes. Thank you. Oh, that was quick. Well, don't go anywhere. You have anything else? <laughs> I love Joanna's questions, man. You give her an answer, she's like, all right, thanks. That's fantastic. That's, that's, that's too quick. Like, tell me how I'm reading the Bible wrong or, you know, tell us how, how Hebrew Israelism is the one true way. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, in Hebrew. Uh-oh, Joanna. Uh, you, you may have cut out. We don't hear anything. Maybe a microphone came unplugged or something. Uh, I have to hop in the shower, so you're going to have to hold the conversation to yourself there, Nate. Uh, oh, is it that time Android where... Are users still using wired mics? No. I've got Just my checking. Okay. Well, I mean, you can. So, I mean, maybe Joanna has that. I mean, Android gives you freedom. You can use a wired mic. You can use Bluetooth. So does iPhone? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, we don't need to talk about that. Mm-hmm. I never use iPhone. iPod. Your iPhone on list. Uh, I, Joanna, think, uh, I think what Joanna was trying to say is like um, try to make the difference of what um, Jewish people say. The devil just means uh, opposer, and uh, basically in that story with Job, the devil seems to be uh, under God. You know, so he can't do nothing without God. I think that's what Johanna was trying to say. Yes. Just like be... We hear you again, Joanna. <clears throat> yes, that's but yeah, and even in, even in, yeah, I mean, even in Judaism, you know, they, they, I mean, it's Hasatan, right? It's like tempter or adversary or accuser or something like that. I think it's all of them. But, you know, they'll say like the Hasatan, like, you know, he he's totally the devil, like almost how Christians understand it, except he works for God. <laughs> so, like, he does all the stuff. He, like, tempts people. He tries to get them to be bad. Uh but the reason is different. So it's to show their lo loyalty and devotion to God, even in the face of temptation. So, you know, it's like the devil just punches in the clock and he's doing God's will. And, you know, he's in God's employee and they're all cool with each other. He's just like, yeah, go test these people. Like, go be a, a really sucky middle manager and, you know, give the employees all kinds of heck. Um, and make sure they're like on the ball and doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, so he does all the same stuff Christians think. Um, it's just the reasoning is different. Um, Christians would say all that stuff, and also he hates you, he hates God, got kicked out of heaven, and he's going to spend an eternity in a hell, fire, lake of fire, um, that Jews also don't quite see the same way either. So, I think they call it the even inclination or something like that, the Jews. But uh, I think also maybe one I wanted to, to ask, because you know I think Jews don't see the, the world in a dual way, you know, like it's, they see everything like a test from God, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it seems, but in Christianity, you have like an opposing force, which is uh, rebelling against God and on and so on. Uh, Stan, so would you like? Uh, yeah, Jin. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure, like, if... Um, because Jews don't believe, like, say, there's, like, a rebellion of angels. They believe that angels are, like, robots. They, they can't uh, fall, pretty much. Uh, Steph, would you like to weigh in on this or tell us how you are covered in poop? Uh, uh, neither would be wise at the moment. Oh, are you current? No, never mind. Is this the point where all like all the people here like <laughs> jump in the shower because that's what everyone does when we're having religious discussions? Yeah, <laughs> we well, need to wash ourselves physically. Listen. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Sometimes we're, we're doing mikvahs. Cleanliness <laughs> is next to godliness, I guess. You know, it's like the Jewish ritual of cleansiness. You know, you go in that pool and you wash yourself. <laughs> It's literally a ritual, you know. Something's happening in this room cannot be scrubbed off with water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just for a change, what what do you think about the NRSV as a translation? Which one? The N uh, new new revised standard version. Uh, I think that's one of the ones that Chris thinks is from the devil. I'm not familiar with that new revised standard version. RSV, like a Catholic-approved translation? Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Not necessarily Catholic. It's more like ecumenical. You know, made like in the 1979, I think. And just now uh, they the made like the an devil. update. <laughs> I think they made an update now. and. Uh... Oh, wait, no. The RSV is the one that the that the ESV was based on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The R I think okay, I'd have to look this up. I was just arguing with Chris about this recently. So I think the RSV is the one that was largely used for the ESV. I think they will follow the tradition of the King James, the Tyndale. They'll like get the that structure and then they some are like more like left wing, some are like more like right wing. Some are like more evangelical, some are like more like Episcopalian, I guess. Well, did I mean for ESV? Like, I mean, they they consulted like the the actual manuscripts, right? Like, they did. I mean, they based it on another translation. Aha, I, I mean, had to they're... research this. Okay, so there were eighty. What was it? Eight, was it eighty thousand words remained the same, and then there were a few that they had consulted the original text on, but the eighty thousand were faithful to the RSV. There's something like you could look it up. You could. They have the stats about what stayed the same in the introduction to the ESV. They have like the information about what stayed the same and what was changed. Yes, because I was thinking to get like a new Oxford annotated Bible or something like that. It has like all like this uh, introductions and it's good for study. I think Sean wanted to say something about this. Sean, do you have thoughts on this translation thing? I assume that's why you came up here. Maybe it looks like a priest. It looks like a priest. He is a reverend of some flavor. I forget what his title is. What about you, Nate? You have like a PhD in theology. <laughs> I am technically an ordained minister, but that means nothing <laughs> for my for where I'm ordained from. <laughs> How about yourself? Well, hey, if you're a Christian, we're all ordained by Jesus. How about that? 
I mean, the first year that I knew you, Nate, I was 100% convinced that you were a youth pastor. You just you smell like one. You talk like one. You, I still think that you might be an undercover youth pastor. Just, you know, just the aura. Huh. I don't think I could handle being a youth pastor. I don't like teenagers. Something a youth pastor would say, right? <laughs> I I have the back channels to prove that I asked Nate if he was my old uh, youth group leader. <laughs> See? See? He just seems like it. Because I'm so amazing and kind and loving. Those reasons. Or it could be because you communicate primarily in memes. I don't know. Either of those. <laughs> You know, it's been pointed out to me that I, I do have a meme problem and I probably need an intervention. How can I how can I be of service to you, my son? <laughs> Did you have something to say about the translation, Sean? Actually, uh I when I look at translations of the translations of the Bible I, you know, I I basically use King James, New King James, Amplified, ESV, and now I am picking up the LSV, the Le uh, Legacy Standard. But uh, Chris dancing I, in the shower when he heard that. <laughs> I just got out of the shower and heard LSV and got very happy. <laughs> he probably he probably doing something that he don't normally. He probably dancing before the Lord. <laughs> what is wrong? Well, say that. And if Yo, you guys I just don't watch it, I'm going to with no shame all the way to the temple. that being stated. Listen, I just mean? learned what a praise break is, so I'm assuming that that's what Chris just did. Tell us, what's break? a praise break? Is that like in the middle of service, you like break out and praise for a couple minutes and go back to service? Oh, no, okay, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is that the praise break is any time that you just got to stop what you're doing, you got to dance and sing and praise real quick. Like, you might be driving, you got to pull over and take a praise break, you might be talking. That's a praise break. Yeah, that see, there's an actual yeah. good definition of a praise break. I'm not you don't have to be all. in a service, even though it happens a lot in Pentecostal, uh, charismatic, non-denominational churches uh, that don't I, mind praising the Lord. <laughs> I, I would say I would say that there's probably medication for that. that oh, well, really? Then, 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 then somebody got a problem with Psalm 150. Then, huh? Praise oh yeah, the that's what we looked at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> praise the Lord. It says praise the Lord in the dance. That don't sound like a suggestion to me. I'm waiting for. It also does do a Chinese fire drill and stop traffic for it. Just saying. No, 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 no. I'm uh, no. You would basically you do think this in order. You can pull over to the shoulder and get out and do it. Or you might sure. be in the grocery I mean, store and you just gotta, you just gotta, you just gotta praise real quick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you wanna, if you, we was my wife and I were in Walmart last week, and I broke out in a praise uh, dance. You know what my wife told me? Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. You know, I did it at our wedding. I had a praise break. She go, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Was she laying down a beat for you, or was she saying, oh. <laughs> No, that's what I'm saying. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I just had to know, you know, because sometimes somebody's just going to lay down a beat for you, and then you just go. No, no, she, no, she was not beatboxing. 
<laughs> I promise you that. <laughs> I, I could I could get out the, right now. Then I said, okay, I'm gonna praise I'm gonna praise the Lord. Put dancing in your feet, <laughs> and then and and once and once once it happened, don't say nothing. But thank you, Jesus. <laughs> this is why uh, all Calvinists wear shoes with lead bottoms, so that you can't possibly break out and dance. They're just you know they're too heavy. Do you think that your tracks, outward enthusiasm yeah. is a direct reflection of your devotion to God, Sean? Or is that just an extra thing? If you want to do it, do it. I, I look at it this way. This it, It's actually, it's just as a commandment to praise the Lord. All right. Some of us do it with a shout. Some of us lift our hands. Some of us dance. Some of us might, might even weep. Some of us might do it at all, all do it everything, sing and all that. But however the praise comes out, it's going to come out. This is like one of my new spiritual goals. When I learned what this was, I'm like, I want to get to the point where I'm having a praise break. You know? Get to like the that. point. Just just do it now. If you want to do it, do it. Go to Walmart. No, I imagine there's loose. something yeah. that you can't just and record like. record it. I, I imagine that you can't just like, you know, be like, I, I'm going to do this right now. Okay, here I go. Three, two, one. Sounds like well, you, gotta, you can't whip yourself up into that frenzy. Yeah, think, like you gotta think, think you gotta think well, I've been saved, I've been redeemed, I love Jesus. Woo! And then go so, for it and have someone record. See, I feel like I understand the concept, and I was trying to explain to the people who were telling me what this was. I was trying to explain that a Methodist praise break is more like during communion when you start crying because you realize how terrible you are. That's the closest that I can come to being like, okay, yeah, I can, you know, I can relate to being in the moment and overwhelmed with emotion. That's it. It's when I cry during communion. Okay, that's fair. Um, what you could do is, I think on the 82nd um, round Level. of oceans, that, that, that the praise break will probably come over you. The, like, it, it's not the 81st round of oceans, it's like the 82nd one, if it's in a dark room with enough fog machines. I mean, if you've never done a Jericho march in church, you don't know what a praise break is. Who knows wow. the Joker March thing? What's I know that? what it's Steph's getting I've some charismatic deep cuts. <laughs> Sean knows. <laughs> I know. I definitely know. Listen, uh, y'all probably need to go watch some praise break videos. And then See, you will understand okay, the reason behind explained. the praise break. When it, this was it's described just, just, to me. Uh, it's just a release of your love for God. And you just love him so much, you just can't help it. You get to can't help it. <laughs> yeah, when I this mean, was described to me, this is something I want to do. Like, I want that. That sounds awesome. Like, the, the woman who was telling me here on Clubhouse was describing how she was driving once and just thinking about stuff, and she had her kids in the car, and she had to pull over to gas station and just get out and, and say hallelujah a few times and, and, you know, jump up. Like, I don't know. It's kind of cool. Like, I So is this that. the same thing as, like, I've been meditating on stuff? You guys are driving stuff. me into the arms of Chris's Presbyterian church by the minute or reformed baptist either one um you've never been so, like overwhelmed with the thankfulness of something god has done for you yes and then you yeah, know what i do I is, I, is i, I, pull, I pull over and i read a chapter from a systematic theology that's my oh, wow that's break. horrific that's absolutely horrific you should, <laughs> you do something about that yes or, when i'm overwhelmed with emotion what that looks like is no different than when i'm like sitting there 
you know, listening to announcements. Like I'm just not an outwardly expressive person. So when people are going crazy, like almost literally swinging from chandeliers because they are so overcome by emotion, I feel the exact same way in my heart, inside of my, hold on. Not Vulcans. Like, I mean, if there is a real life Spock, I'm not too far away. But yes, like, <laughs> inward, like in, inwardly, I feel like I could do Lots all the same things those people are doing, yet I don't. I'm just not an expressive outward person like that. So I've got the feelings. I, I just, you know, sit calmly with my hands on my laps and praise Jesus in my quiet little bubble. When I'm when I'm overcome with feeling, I sit down and I read like a chapter of church history. <laughs> it's sobering. Yeah, we know. It's uh anyway, I wanna be the kind of believer who stops at the gas well, station and step. is so excited about how God loves her. That's my new goal. I want that. Someone get me there. You said you're attending an Assemblies of God church, right? So I mean you're probably not in a bad place to uh, walk down this path. They are not charismatic. I will tell you that. They are quite <laughs> the Assemblies of God is not charismatic? No, not the one I'm at. You mean like Sean charismatic or I mean, they literally came from. I don't know Sean's the level of charisma. No, I okay. The, he knows the, what Jericho March is. The AG church that I'm at right now is indistinguishable from the Methodist church I grew up in. Like, I cannot. There's no dancing. Okay, like I went to one the other day that was like a vineyard offshoot church, and they were waving flags. I got spooked. What are they doing? Oh, the praise the flags, flags with all the, the praise flags. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Did some of them look like? Uh, was some of them in the picture of a lion with lots of glitter on them? Yes! Yes, that's the praise flags. They were sparkling. I'm just going to say it must be a white church. I'm just kidding. (laughs) If they've got praise flags, flags, you're in the place you want to be for all the stuff you're talking about. No, okay. My AG church does not have that. Oh, did they have a shofar? They have a pianist and two singers. They don't even have a guitar. Like, it's a very docile church. Well, then what's the place you were talking about with the praise flag? The Go vineyard. There. I went to a vineyard offshoot that had this oh, okay. praise flags well, I mean, and dancing. They had an they had an interpretive dancer during the service. They got a drum set? Yeah, yes. that's the that's the spirit dancer. If you Do want to know what that, praise that, stuff that. is, keep going to that church. That is your answer. No, I don't want to know that. Don't be no dancing. It was creepy. Well, okay, well, well let, let me help you. Put your foot in a church of God and pray. But okay, Step Sean. Put in there one Sunday. Tell me why the what's with the fl- why the flags? The flags, the, the flags basically is that they it's it's a it's a thing for worship and 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 the colors mean something and you can find something biblical by the colors of the flag. Sometimes they'll be gold, sometimes they'll be purple, blue, red, you know, and each of them represents something that you can find in the Bible. Yeah, we call it strange fire. Uh, oh boy! Nah, <laughs> Lord, <laughs> Johnny Mac so can't to... stay around me. I can't stand Johnny Mac. When you... <laughs> Try, trying to find a nice middle ground between these two polar extremes is is okay. not an easy okay. thing. Like I said, like, well, like well, I I have I I've been to a I've been to a church where the the gold flag or the purple flag, but it's done so rarely. It's, it's not an at all the time. But you can go, but I'm telling you, put your foot in the Church of God in Christ Church, Steph, 
or any one of my my brethren who have not experienced. I mean, I've gone to. They bring it to the driver's side. Hold on, hold that baby. I can hear you. Okay, but wait. The thing is that I like the idea of the praise break. I don't like the interpretive dancer and the flag. Where are the people? It's a package deal, Steph. It's It's a package deal. If you want one, you get it all. I don't know about that. Okay, now, now Steph, just 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 called strange fire. No, Haven't you ever been overcome were... with emotion of your love for God that you felt the need to do some interpretive dance and flags? And scarves. Don't forget the scarves. Yeah, the ribbons, yeah. And the Oh, yeah, ribbons. Ribbons or scarves. It depends on the interpretation of the dancer. They will choose either ribbons or scarves. I've never seen, maybe Nate has, both ribbons and scarves. I'm not familiar with the scarves. Unless oh, just, really? They're, unless they're the same thing. Like, are they? Do they operate the same way? Like they. So they operate the same way. It's like just that. instead of like okay. ribbons on a stick, then, it's it's scarves. Like really okay. long silk scarves are like fourteen feet long, and they whip them around in the air. Okay, then I, I'm going to say it could have been a ribbon, could have been scarves. Like I didn't pay attention to the the fabric. Um, but yeah, I'm oh, familiar with the the thing. See, and that's where it goes, Steph, right? Because you're like, haven't you been so overcome with emotion you want to do a praise break? Well, then those people would turn it around on you and say, Steph, haven't you been overcome with emotion that you want to wave a banner? Don't you love Jesus that much? Why don't you want to wave a banner, Steph? Besides the fact it looks like a second-grade art project. Yes, Steph. I mean, you know. Uh Imagine how happy it would be for your eight-year-old to put on her dance uniform and run around in the church with a flag. Well, so this is the other thing is they handed my son one of the flags and then he was waving it in the service. And then he loved this, right? He thinks this is very fun. But I'm like, what it, you know, I'm like, do I leave? Like, do I, but I have no context for this. (laughs) You send send your, how old is he now? Four? Yeah, five. Just five. Send your five-year-old to the front to wave his flag is what you do. And then wait to see what they do. If they approach it with a snake or a cup of strange liquid. I just, I, I, I just, I just put a video in the back chat, in the, in the back, in the back chat. <laughs> y'all can pick it up, and y'all see what a praise break looks like. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. You put the video in chat. Oh, okay. It's gonna take me a minute to get to that, but I'm definitely gonna watch it. How long is this? Is it like a three-hour praise break? No, no, ain't one. No, it's four minutes thirty-five seconds. <laughs> Short. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that's some good cardio. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, you, you should uh, you should actually send that one to Conrad and Bayway and get some uh, comments back. <laughs> See, okay, so the difference is Sean and I can rib each other, and it's fine, and like, but we realize these are silly secondary issues, and we're brothers as opposed to what else has been going on the last couple of weeks. So, I mean, we don't got to do all that though. Oh, we have a new victim, a member of our Discord server. Welcome, whoever that person is. Yeah, it's me. Oh, wait, who's me? Me, Jin. Oh. Oh, oh, welcome. Jin. Our new favorite dude. Yeah, your favorite Uh, drink. (laughs) (laughs) I do not like Jin. Why not? That's it, I'm leaving the Discord. Is that like... Jun- well, the drink. The juniper, like, ah, I just, I just, don't, I just don't like the, the flavor, the taste, the smell. Blah. You haven't tried the right one, that's why. 
It's still made with juniper berries, right? I mean, I'll when the, when I when I see you, we should do an evening thing, and then I'll get you some Bombay Sapphire and some real oh. tonic. Yeah. No, I've had Bombay Sapphire. I don't <laughs> like it. It's the, it's the juniper like flavor. Like, there's no way. I mean, it's like tequila, right? It's like if you have a problem with like that that like agave and how they make it. I mean, agave is agave. Like, it doesn't matter if it's like good quality or bad quality. It's still made with the same thing. I mean, it's like you know, vodka is made with potatoes. I mean, you can't even taste it or sense it because it's so, uh, you know, it's so purified. But I mean, even if it was like, I mean, I like potatoes, so I wouldn't have a problem with that. But uh, drinking has... any alcohol is a sin and don't do it or you're good to hell. Just kidding. Just don't get drunk. Uh, Samuel, you're coming from us, not from the metal factory because I don't hear grating and scraping behind you. So what's up? Well, well, I, I, I stepped into the uh, break room. Because I, I just wanted oh. to say, has anybody seen the video where everybody in the mall broke out into like this praise break no. situation? Like everyone in the mall was like screaming, God is an awesome God, he reigns. It was so cool. And then, um, and then also like in the 90s when that song was popular. I don't know. I don't know. But I just saw it on TikTok the other day. I thought it was cool. And then the whole Elizabethan English thing. Like when I was in school, like we had to read Shakespeare and um, they had a book where it was regular English and then it was the Elizabethan English. And nobody in my class could read the Elizabethan English but me because I read the Bible, uh, you know, King James version. And so I was sitting there reading from the reading from the other side and everybody was just lost. And so my teacher made me read from the regular English. And I was like, this is crap. Like. What is our school doing to us? But I, I just thought that was crazy. I make you question it. You know, kids who uh, do classical education, they read Elizabethan English and Latin because, and they write in cursive. Because, you know, so much of our history, you need to be fluent in that stuff to uh, understand documents. But, okay, whatever. That's fine. And then we taught my, my daughter how to write in cursive, and she was writing pretty good in cursive but then like she started writing it in school and this and the school was like oh no you can't write in cursive here you have yeah to the same regular. thing happened with my kid yep oh my gosh you ripped the kid out of that school or you yell at the school people until they're like no we're going to teach cursive wait what well, happened i was watching sean's praise break completely can and also can everybody wow. pray for my son like he's a uh, he like he's autistic and we're having a big ordeal with him because he's a behavioral, uh, he, he like throws chairs and stuff when he gets oversensitized, and so none of the none of the teachers can deal with him. And like I'm about ready to call another lawyer and sue him again. This would be the second time. <laughs> but ah, see, uh, this is what I was going to ask Brandon about earlier. Because remember Nate, when I asked Brandon if his son had an IEP and he said yes, it's because I'm having the same problem Samuel's have. Samuel, we got to get with Brandon and talk about it because he's ahead join of join the Discord server. Son? Are you on the Discord? Samuel, how old is your son? He's 10. He's 10? Okay, you're actually further along than me and Brandon, but we should join the Discord server and we should have a little conversation about it because I, too, am lost. I'm in the same situation. What is yeah, an IEP? I'm in the Discord server. What is an that? An interventional I education plan. An IEP is what they give a kid with special <laughs> needs, and so it's something that you have to fight with the district over to get the, the services and the plan for your child in public school. That's why I, I asked Brandon if the son had uh, an IEP. Yeah, Steph, I had to get a lawyer, a channel... uh, an advocate. One moment. Oh, do uh, I still have mods in the Discord? That's nice of you. 
Oh wow. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you're channeling like like my my <laughs> wife right now. Okay. Practical point that will help everyone. Whoa, whoa, yes, whoa wait. Ste- Hold on. Yes, Steph. Uh, you have mod. Um, and why don't you make a channel related to I don't know something about child education or development or or something like that. So you and Brandon and Sam and whoever else can find it. And uh, and yes, so even though I'm still trying to be helpful, uh, d- despite your persecution of me, um, Steph, <laughs> I am hesitant to give you mud because I don't know what you're going to do. Because every day, Chris seems to go off the handle and call someone a demon or a liar or Satan or a witch. And I don't know how you feel about that. So I would hate to give you mud to have you like, you know, kick him or me or something like that. But yes, you have mod. In what in world would I kick you? And I would not kick Chris off of your stage. This is your roommate. <laughs> oh, you I have wow. never Chris removed off of the, Chris. Off of his. Off Did God of really say he would never kick people out of the garden? Is that really what God said? <laughs> I have never removed Chris from this room or this stage. Okay, I'm almost certain you've kicked him, right? Not not for yes. a joke. After right? you're gone, like, yeah. I've had I've had too much. <laughs> when you're not ahead. here to see it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Yes, so set up the Discord server. Invite Brandon and Sam, and like name name it something like you know whatever you want to name it as, like child development or something like that. Yeah, sure. Samuel, click the link at the top, and we'll we'll get together on it because three of us are having the same issue there. So you guys should also talk to Jason Booth and a few other people because they they have the same thing. So my son has. I know an Rick IEP has a couple. School. I think Rick has four kids with an IEP. Like four Correct. of his five have an autism diagnosis. Four of yeah, his so six. he'd probably be good too. Or four of the yeah. six. Yeah, that's why. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, he's got he's got all the all the IEPs going on. So my son actually has an IEP. Um, because he has ADD, so his test-taking skills have got to improve. So he needs extra time on tests because his mind wanders. And so if he has extra time, he gets A's on tests. If he has to work within the allotted time, he fails tests. And it was such a wide disparity of giving him 20 minutes between a failing grade and an A grade that they were like, yeah, we, we got we to gotta do something about this. It's pretty interesting. Hold on. I got to have a moment with Samuel real quick. And I'm not downplaying your struggle, Chris. I'm here with you. But Samuel, isn't it so cute when people are like, my kid has an IEP for ADD. And you're like, my kid has an IEP for throwing chairs and biting people. <laughs> <laughs> no? Okay. that's. Well, there's all kinds of IEPs. There's Maybe not- Samuel had to go back to work. No, I know. I know that there's all kinds. Is it like someone's like, uh, let's let's get... Let's relate this biblically. Let's see. I have a problem with sin. Sometimes I gossip too much. There's like, I have a problem. You think heroin's bad? I get needles out my arm. I'm working on that. Kind of like that, right? Yeah. Like, what's your biggest weakness? I focus too hard on my job, and I do everything that make my bosses too happy. Yeah, I love I love those interview questions. Like, I haven't interviewed for a job in like, well, I don't know, I, don't, I can't even tell you how long. It's been a long time, but um, but like doing the interview thing, man, like whatever, fifteen years ago. What's your greatest weakness? And you're like, is this a serious question? Like, I care too much. Yeah, I'm. I'm just sometimes I work too much. And, <laughs> 
You know, I, I, I just can't seem to tear myself away from the tasks at hand. And, and sometimes that sacrifice is family time. And so I know that that's a long-term problem that I have to deal with, but you know, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just such nonsense. Like, I don't know. Honey, tell me, tell me what's wrong. I, I, I want to make sure you're happy in our marriage and we're doing everything we can. So, you know, what is your, what is your biggest criticism of me? Well, sometimes I think you won't stay here because you're so angelic. You may fly away. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. gosh, I think I've only actually interviewed for jobs like a few times. I'm thinking about it. Usually, usually somebody will like meet me and then we'll do some stuff and then they'll offer me a job. I'm just trying to think. I guess it's been, oh my gosh, I guess it's been like 20 years since I've interviewed for a job. So I don't know what it's like these days. Um, Saint, welcome Saint. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. About to work for two Catholic priests. Uh, what? Sorry, I'll do this. Uh, I'm about to do some work for two Catholic priests at their house. Oh, uh, yeah? Uh, I was trying to think of some encouraging words for them. Repent and believe the gospel. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. I, I mean, not, but, you know. <laughs> Catholic Church is the whore of Babylon. I mean, probably get you fired. So. Is V in here again? Like the the one time, like like the the rare time when I actually like make it a lighthearted dig at Catholics. Like she's here and I make her mad. Is she here right now? I don't know. Like I'm not evil about it. Like Chris, I I just make you know funny jokes if they're going to hell. Chris really means it. I mean, yeah, that's fair. I had a question just to piggyback from yesterday, like transformation of your mind. Wait, wait. Like so did we come before you start that? Did we come to a meeting of the minds yesterday? Did we? Do I think? Do you think we no. understand each other now? Definitely not. Oh, all right. Well, go on. <laughs> go ahead, Saint. So, so like my 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 reasoning of transformation of the mind would be thinking becoming more christ-like and how we would do that would be through obedience so like transformation specifically of the mind would be like when it says don't be anxious about anything and you're like wow you know when you read that let's say you're like wow i i get anxious about a lot of things like so what do i do now how do you not become anxious like to me, that's how that's how you transform your mind. Would you? So it's like through obeying and like think upon things. So instead of being anxious, it says think upon things that are lovely, pure, joyful. So if I start getting anxious, then I can obey the Bible and start thinking on things that are pure, joyful. Like does that that to me is how our mind gets transferred. Would you, would you agree, Chris? Uh, right before someone answers, I just wanted to say that also Francis join, join the discord uh, server at the very top. She says she has a 39 year old daughter and has uh, dealt with these issues too. So yes, I feel like good is being done here today. So yeah, Francis, click that discord link to talk and then find the channel Steph made. Yeah, Chris, you gotta go ahead and answer if you like. 
that that's so so literally i think we did make a breakthrough because literally the thing i was saying yesterday is exactly what you just repeated to me is that if we dwell on what is good and right and true and beautiful that everything else will follow that is exactly what i was trying to say yesterday and you put it much more eloquently than i did yesterday so good job do do we quit while we're ahead or keep going <laughs> i think we quit while we're ahead what do you think Wait, i was just confused yeah i was just confused because when i asked you like how do you change the mind you said read the word stay in the word and i'm like yeah well, and, and I just thought about it more, and it's like, yeah, we can read the word, but if we don't do what it says, it doesn't do anything in us at all. Right, but to me, but the point my, is, is that what makes us do what it says is having it in our minds. How does a young man keep his way pure by living according to your word? Well, how are you going to live according to his word if you don't read it and understand it? And so, you know, Psalm 139 you know, tells us straight out, how do we keep, how does a young man keep his way pure by living according to your word? Um, you know, your word, I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. So memorizing, reading and meditating on the word of God is the thing that is right, beautiful, and true. Amen. And I, I would say that's like the beginning. So once you know the truth, then it's, then the walk with God really begins and you see how hard it is to deny our flesh, how, how many times a day we fail at walking imperfection. And we, we grow closer. Would you, and then the other point you kind of pushed back on me about was like, would you agree drawn near to God would be walking in obedience or obeying God would be drawn near to God? And drawing the more near. we, the more we obey, the closer, the more God that actually flows through us. No, the, it's opposite. No. The more that we are allowing God to infill us, the Holy Spirit to infill us, the more we will obey. It is not that we obey and then God rewards us by infilling us. It's the opposite. So if you're not obeying, then it's because it seems, seems like you. this is like the point where it seems like you're saying it's God's got to do it in us. We don't do it. It's God. Is that right? So like we don't obey God. It's God that obeys makes us obey is that right not that he makes us it's that he infills us and our will will be toward that which is obeying god so for instance when god gives us the heart of flesh and takes out the heart of stone this is what he's talking about in ezekiel 24 or i'm sorry 36 24 is that our desires themselves will change and, you know, the whole, the whole Romans 7 thing where Paul is, is, has the right desires, but his flesh has fleshly desires. This is the war that he's talking about, is that uh, for an unbeliever, for, so for instance, for an unbeliever, there's no war. They just do whatever they want. They're just, they're just okay. You know, and, and they may have a moral twinge of conscience, i.e. Romans 1, but the difference between a believer and an unbeliever is that you have been given a new heart. 
and that new heart contains within it a will and a mind um, that want to do the things of God, and it is our sinful desires, our flesh, that war against the desires of God. And if we draw near to God, the result of us drawing near to God will be more obedience. Oh, so we can't we can't draw near to God by obeying Him. That's like that's not that's not an option. No, that's called right? legal. So when you try to obey God to draw near to Him, that is literally the definition of legalism. When you draw near to God and then, as a result, obey Him and obey the law of Christ, that is living in the Spirit. I think well, that's. I, would say I think that that's, where, I, I think that's I, where we figured this out. I think that I think that we've drawn it down to the lowest common denominator. Well, you just straw man me. You just straw man me because that's not what I do. Is that what you think I do? No, I'm, I, ever I mean I'm just going by what, what you literally just said to, ten seconds ago. That when we obey, then we are more filled with or cl drawing closer to God. When I said. We draw closer to God, and as a result, we obey Him. When God says, if you love me, obey me, what does that mean? Right, so if you love me, so like, I, well, I love God. Here, I'll, I'll just tell you my position on my walk with God and my obedience. So I believe everything that God commands us to do is for the good of us all. And when we do that, it's well for me, it's well for my wife, it's well for my family, it's well for my coworkers, it's well for everybody else around me. And through my walk with God, so I'm not walking, I'm not obeying God to, to, to be, become righteous or anything like that. I'm in, in salvific manners, I'm obeying God because everything he commands us to do is for the good of us. And through my walk with God, when I've been in a season where I've been walking in obedience to the, in a season, the most I ever have, it's been the time where I've had the most peace. So, so I'm not obeying God to whatever you said, like the straw man you said wasn't, I never claimed that. Do you understand well, that? As someone observing, like, if you think it's a straw man, it wasn't malicious. Like, that's like the kindest thing Chris has said in the last two days to you. So it seems like a little grace would go a long ways. Like, you guys are saying so, so, so close to the same thing. At least the intent of it is so, so, so close. It would be a but shame. But he always brings up legalistic. He brings it up to me all the time, and I don't feel – I don't know – what I'm saying or doing to make him bring that up. You know, he wouldn't bring it up if he didn't, if I know for a fact, he thinks you're trying I'm to force yourself to obey, to be cool with God, which the way no. Chris says it. When did I say that? When did I say that? You've been saying it for two days. Like you have to do this stuff. You have to make yourself do this stuff. Cause otherwise you don't have a sense of peace or, you know, it's the same, the same thing you said yesterday. So is that true though? Do so we see, maybe we're misunderstanding peace? you, I think, is, is Nate's point. Nate is not trying to tell you yeah. what you think or believe. Well, I think that all of us that. are misunderstanding you. And maybe what we're trying to do is we're trying to really genuinely get at what you're trying to say. But when you say things like, if I obey, then I have peace, that is true. 
but what is what is behind that obeyance? And that's it's, my yeah, it's point. Like, yeah, well, it's like Chris was going, like the lowest common denominator, like both of you think the scripture is true, trust and obey. If you obey, everything will be great. You'll be cool with God. God loves you. You're obeying. You're keeping the commandments. But it's why are you obeying? Like, I must obey. I must obey. I must obey. And you obey. Versus, praise you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. I worship you. Oh, and I'm also obeying. So the, the end result is both of you want to obey. But it, it's what, what motivates that obedience. Is it must obey, must obey, must obey, must obey, must obey, versus praise God, praise God, praise God. Love you, Jesus. Oh, ah, how about that? I'm also obeying. So do you think I'm out of line because I feel the presence of God more in my life when I obey? We and all I'm do. drawn to that? Well, that's I've given you specific examples in my life, in my testimony, walk with God. But somehow you guys take the, take that, and then it's legalism, and that's where I just don't know what where you guys are are getting that. Well, first of all, it's not you guys. Like I'm I'm a pretty neutral arbiter here. Like it's it's you and Chris, and I'm just trying to call it down the middle okay, how I see it. So it's not you guys. It's it's you and Chris and my right. occasional interjection. Partially, I've 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 sensed it partially from you in some ways. See, so we're asking more along the lines of, like, who moves first? Because that's what I was hearing. You were saying, why am I, like, what I heard was, you're kind of asking, why am I commanded to be obedient if I'm not able to be obedient first? Like, was that along the lines of your question? Because you cited a few verses there. No, it's it's more All right, dealing with the legalistic, the legalistic way that, they, sorry, not they, Chris views my walk. And I just don't know where. To be clear, that's I'm trying to from. view your walk that way, man. What I'm trying to say is like, I'm trying to understand where you're coming from. I'm well, not here on. judging your walk, Saint. Let me just be well, really clear about that. Well, let's take like three minutes. Um, and you guys think about the best way to wrap up your points. So maybe, maybe, you know, take a second no, to I'm, think how I'm you good. Think. I just, no, well, 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 no, I meant like to see if you guys can, you know, like really detail what you mean and give it another shot to uh, get on the same page or, you know, correctly identify what the other is saying. Because uh, Mars is here and I don't think we've ever spoke before. So I'd like to say hi to them real fast and then uh, maybe give you guys another shot. But Mars, what's up? Hi, I was just wondering, I was just listening and I was thinking, is it like a miscommunication between like obedience because of like a fear of God versus like cultivating a real relationship with God it's very close to that yeah 100% that relationship so my point is that our obedience flows from our relationship our relationship does not flow from our obedience can we agree to that At least I would say partially, but in my walk with God, when I'm not obedient, I'm not focusing, I'm not doing what the word says. Uh, my relationship with God 100% is dramatically affected. 
And the longer I stay in that state of not, not worrying about not doing what the word says, the, the worse it gets. And I never like, I've been sober 11. I never went back to drinking. I used to be 10 times, hundred times worse. But even what I tasted in a season of three years of my life, like it, I, I'm getting back there. But it was directly connected to obedience in my eyes. And it, I believe it was 100% my fault. I mean... Yes. So when we disobey, it is not the fault of God, right? When we, when we are off doing our own thing, it is not God's fault. Like, okay, that, that's fine. I get it. Um, he said it was, oh, okay. Yeah. You're confirming what he said. Yeah. Like it's not our fault. Okay. Like, or I'm sorry. It's not God's fault. It's, it's our fault. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong about that. I, I, I just, what I'm trying to get at is does our obedience flow from relationship or does our relationship flow from obedience? I'm trying to like break this down into the most simple terms. I think we're there. Isn't it both? How could it be both? Like, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not well, saying it can't be. I'm just, I just would like an argument to, as. I mean, you could be right stuff. Maybe it is both. Maybe it's a, Maybe it's a paradox can, that has that has a that has a uh, tension to it. Um, I'd be open to that. I just don't know what the argument would be. Well, so he's not talking about salvific. He's not talking about something salvific. He's not saying that he worked for his yeah. salvation. No, he's we're talking about that the times that he feels most in line with the Lord, the times that he feels closest, are when he's doing what the Bible tells him to do, and the Bible tells him to obey. In, in a bunch of different ways, right? So um, Philip put a really good one in the chat where it's like, seek the Lord, right? So that's a great verse that I would say that's an instruction. And I think what I'm hearing Saint say is when he follows those instructions, he feels most solid on his walk. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily a controversial way to look at it. But we all, we all feel most solid when we're obeying. Like we, we all feel that way. I mean, Chris feels that way, but, but it's, it's again, it's what, causes it like what what is the reason for your obedience so i mean you know like chris said i mean if like i think it's largely semantics it's like you know if if you said whatever sober so like if um i don't know if if saints walking by a liquor store it, it's just a mindset right so both people want to obey both people feel not good when they're not in obedience both people feel better when they are in obedience chris and saint go walking by a liquor store uh being drunk would be the conclusion of this so they both walk by the store and under saint's view i'm seeing it he is going to be obedient by thinking oh crap liquor store don't go in there 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 and he doesn't go in there he is obedient he feels good chris is walking right by him and thinks oh a liquor store i had a problem with that Ah, Jesus, thank you for your deliverance. Thank you for salvation. I will focus on you. Thank you, Lord. You are a holy, sovereign God. I appreciate all that you are. Oh, huh, look at that. I'm obedient. I'm down the road. I averted that. I obeyed. Both people feel good. But one did it by focusing on the sin to avoid, 
and the other did it by focusing on Jesus, who gave them a will towards them. Um, I mean, we each, we all keep thinking <laughs> this. This is like the lowest it can be whittled down, and this is another one of those things. Like I don't, I don't know how to explain that or nuance that any better than that. Practically speaking, so like you and your wife have a relationship. Let's say you know what she wants you to do in that relationship. Let's say you stop doing really? that. I mean, you're married. Is, is, is your, I know. <laughs> this is your example. And it's exact same, exact same my, with my walk with God. Are you saying okay, our walk so, with God is dramatically different with our okay. relationship? So you know your wife hates it when you leave crap on the floor. You're like, oh, crap, she's going to beat me again. Like, I, I got to pick this up. Like, oh, I can't disobey her. She's, she's going to be mad at me. She's going to be mad at me. Versus, you know what? I know my wife doesn't leave when I leave, love it when I leave crap on the floor. But I love her. I'm in a marriage with her. I want her to do this. I appreciate her. You know what? I think I'm going to clean up the house a little bit and make her a nice dinner. Oh, look at that. My crap's not on the floor anymore. Because your devotion and dedication to your wife not because you're like, get crap off the floor, get crap off the floor, get crap off the floor. That's that's me and my exact, that's the best way I can explain my walk with God right there. The first one or the second one? <laughs> the one she where I'm... Does she just, beats you or she loves you? No, no. The, the loved one? Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's do we do we call this solved? Everyone's good? Everyone's happy? Okay. Let's move on. Woo! Is there a liquor store around here? Just kidding, just kidding. I just paid nine hundred dollars for breaks. Oh. For what? You should go to, you should, you should go to Walmart. Breaks? Jeez. Breaks? Oh yeah. It was like rotors, calipers on the back. The whole yeah, thing. Look, welcome to welcome to luxury cars. It's a Toyota. Oh uh, well, yeah, but it's a very high end Toyota. It's like the same as a Lexus, has the same parts. Um, I got a what? full warranty on it. Shouldn't they cover that? No, Not those are consumables. There, There's a difference between consumables a... and non-consumable parts. I just uh. had to get new tires. I saved two hundred bucks over the next cheapest place by going to Walmart. I was happy. Walmart's great. No, I always go to the local guy. I'm anyway, Walmart, Walmart is like 30 minutes away. Oh my goodness. I'm taking my car in on Monday. It's getting an alignment, one tire, and an oil change. The oil change is free, mind you, because I bought the package. So the alignment and one tire is going to cost me $1,700. I had to do a valve cover change and a valve cover gasket change, and I did it myself. AutoZone wants six hundred dollars huh. just for the valve cover. Found one on Amazon for sixty-five dollars, and it fits perfect. <laughs> so, thank you, China, <laughs> for that <laughs> nice <laughs> discount. Yeah, so. They may own us even more than they do, but until then, they make cheap crap. Love you, China. Shout out.
Uh, let's see. Anything else? Mars, have we talked before? Have you been up here before? Do you have anything else on your mind or to say? Um, I haven't been up before, but um, no, not really. Steph, not to say uh, being having that green bean mod badge comes with responsibilities, but um, you know, it's kind of on you to keep us going now. Hmm. Well, I don't know if I have anything. We could all hear about how cute my kid is trying guacamole for the first time. I mean, I got I got to like shoot one more guy in the head on Fortnite to win. I'm assuming I'm assuming this is like your baby and not like your eight year old. Uh, yeah. <laughs> baby that just pooped all over her which she won't tell that story who can you laugh about it now has it been long enough perhaps not sorry what do we left i got a call what are we laughing about the poop the baby that pooped on you you wouldn't tell the story but yeah has i it picked been her long? up out of the chair and it was like her high chair you know i was unsuspecting i picked her up put her right on my hip and what happened there was just a waterfall everywhere. Oh. Everywhere. Uh, mm -hmm. Completely unsuspecting. Uh, it was like the way she was sitting in the chair must have been perfectly balanced so that nothing escaped. <laughs> but when I picked her up, it unsettled the, the... Yeah, it was horrible. You guys, I had to change my whole outfit. Yeesh. So that's what I was doing while you were talking about the gay stuff. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty appropriate. Um <laughs> did, I, did I ever tell you guys the story of the first time that my wife left me alone with the baby? So yep. But you tell it again. It's a great story. So my wife just wants to run to the drugstore for 20 minutes, puts me in charge of the infant. He's sleeping in his crib. No problem. Then I smell something and I'm like, and I hear crying and he had blown out his diaper, pick him up out of the crib. And I'm like trying to take him into the bathroom to wash him off. Well, you know, we're new parents. We've been parents like what? a month and uh we have a potted plant in the bathroom and so this kid is covered in his own poop he's crying he's flailing around doesn't want to let me wash him <laughs> and he kicks over the potted plant into the sink onto himself now he's covered in mud and poop and just as all of this is happening i'm trying to get this baby cleaned up my wife walks in the door <laughs> sees this scene and is like give me that baby just yanks the baby out of my hands, puts, turns the shower on, washes him off in 10 seconds, puts the plant back. It's like, I left for 20 minutes. <laughs> That's how it goes. Well, listen, Baptized did give us a topic. Um, so, quote, there's a way to tell if Nate is a Christian. Would Nate quit playing video games that kills people? Because it's a sin. Well, um, so if Jesus put on my heart and convicted me, then sure, I'll quit. Um, but since playing video games where people die in fake life is most certainly not covered in the Bible, you have no basis to say that is sin. You godless heathen repent and believe the gospel. But yes, if I felt, and I have before, like there have been some video games and I'm like, ah, you know, that's yeah, It's a little, a uh, little, yeah. Especially like uh, ones with like, I don't know, demonic or satanic type. Not even that it was that, but it was like kind of getting into that territory. I'm like, ah, I don't feel good about this. I, I don't want to, I'm, like, I'm not going to play that. Right. Like people ask me if I played Diablo and I'm like, why? I experienced <laughs> Diablo all the time on Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I have trouble it, with uh, I have trouble with shooting video games where you're shooting real people, like the Halo. What is it? Um, it's not Halo. That's the outer space. What is it? Met- the uh, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. There we go. I can't do those. I feel Final like. Did you ever play that one? Well, it's up on my shelf. We're working through another one first. Another Final Fantasy one first. Uh. Um, yeah, Call of Duty. I can't do. There's something creepy about like reenacting things that actually happened and shooting people that you know it's not real but this is like real enough i can't do that but i am wicked good at star wars battlefront which is exactly the same idea but you're shooting stormtroopers instead so i could do that oh hey um oh boy you know steph i'm not gonna do it because i'm convicted i shouldn't but uh i'm not convicted to say that if you feel like you should invite um man we've got we've got bob ties and unibobber come up with a creative name for baptized but if you want to invite him up, I guess feel free. Um, but another twisting of scripture. Wayman. Yeah, scripture. I mean, another funny name. Uh, listen. Maybe that's funny. But yes. I, my... Oh, go ahead. I thought you were done. Scripture says if you lust in your heart, you've already committed adultery. So if you kill someone in a video game, you've already really murdered. I'm just yes. gonna he leave believes, that one right believes, there. He believes you're saved by crying, so this probably is right up his alley. Yeah, no problem. What were you saying, uh, Steph? I sent the invite, Mr. Lehman. I'd love to hear this. Uh, okay, so so what if you are okay, Mr. Lehman? By that logic, what if I witness somebody telling a lie and I know that it's not true? Have I lied? Like crying for salvation. Um, well, my point was because uh, Nate actually said, uh, once I shoot this guy in the head, <laughs> I'll be done or whatever. But uh, the point is that he's playing a video game while he's supposed to be answering Christian questions. Yeah, Nate. And that's bad to play, play video games that you can't multitask? I'm just, I'm yeah, just looking it's, for it's where you're going. Conflict- it's a conflict of interest when you said, I've got to shoot this guy in the head. No, it would be a conflict of interest if I'm like, hey, I have a guy tied up in my house and I am literally shooting him in the head. That would be a conflict of interest to shoot pixels on a screen that's in the depiction of a cartoon. By the way, a cartoon character. Um, for example, this this guy is dressed like a banana. Um, just saying um, that would not be a conflict of interest. Um, Aha. Now, yeah, wait a I, minute. I, if he's citing the verse about having committed adultery in your heart, does he have a point about shooting somebody in a video game? I don't know. I think there might be something there. Nate. No, because by, by, this is the same thing. John the Baptist, you got to cry for salvation. It's the same twisting of scripture. So he's trying to make the case that if you've lusted in your heart, you've committed adultery. Therefore, if I played a video game simulating violence, I've what committed adultery with a video game character? No, you That's committed murder. Listen, I think he has a point. Like, no, he's extrapolating if, it. No, if Is you okay, if you're angry at your brother, you've committed murder. If you've lusted after someone, you've committed adultery. If you've laughed while shooting someone in the head of Call, uh, Call of Duty, uh, I don't know. There might <laughs> I, I might be with baptized on this. Well, then I mean, it can go, it can go well, quite well, extreme on. on this. Well, well, then you can go ahead and cry to be saved, too, because I, I get the argument. I'm saying the argument is a conflation. So if you follow it to the logical conclusion, 
if you lust in your heart, you've com- if you lust, you've committed adultery in your heart. Therefore, to use that passage uh, to the video game, that means if you're going directly passage for passage, you would say by shooting a video game character, you've had sex with them in your heart. That's the logical conclusion. If no, you're no. trying to it, wait, wait, wait. Ah, ah, ah. If you're trying to conflate it, then yes, Steph, I hear the argument that you reiterated from Baptize, and it is exactly spot on. But you have to accept the caveat that you are conflating it and torturing the scripture. I don't think I agree with you because this is not speaking strictly. He also says the thing about being angry at your brother being, and that's, I know you're not angry. You're being way too literal. So we have two examples of something (laughs) that happens. You can go to, it starts with Andy and ends with Stanley. Uh, Listen, you, Okay. He, we're given two examples of something that happens in your mind and does not happen in the real world and has a consequence, right? If you have lusted after a woman, then this. If you have been angry at your brother, then this. So the video game is similarly, like the idea is that you can entertain things willingly in your mind and then experience a real spiritual consequence from that. We don't need to, to relegate it just to sex and anger. I, okay. I don't know. I think that so, that might be more parallel than you're thinking it is. So I would pose two final thoughts. One would be, I'm not convicted, therefore, I'm good. I guess we just disagree. Secondly, as to not be a Pharisee, uh, let's remove the log from your own eye. Uh, throw your PS5 in the trash right now, or um, you'll be burning in Patrick Lehman's hell um, with him. Now he didn't say all video games. Okay, wait a minute. Here, Saint has a good example. Okay. Do you play games that don't involve killing? Uh, I do. Yeah, plenty of games. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That involves Final Fantasy. Well, I haven't even started Final Fantasy yet because I'm scared. You played all the for this reason, right? This is the reason I've been conflicted about sixteen. Okay, but wait a minute. Saint beloved in the chat. No killing in any other Final Fantasy. Um. Yes, Steph. Of course there is. Yeah, you're killing you monsters and stuff. Monsters. It's rare that you're killing people. I have to think about oh, that it's one because rare? so you mean you have killed a person in a <laughs> video game ever? So this oh, is a Steph. little different than playing a first-person oh, oh, shooter, right? Oh, like, oh, are we gonna say that RPGs are in the same as first-person? Look, all right, here. Let, you play let's Dungeons do and Dragons, more. Steph. You play Dungeons uh, and Dragons. I have not actually ever played Dungeons and Dragons, but I have. I thought you said it. you have. No, I've. I've. My friends. Well, if you've thought about it, you have played it in your heart. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Um, okay, but wait a minute. Everyone be quiet. All right. Saint said smart stuff in the chat. He said, Jesus says, if we have hatred in our hearts, then we've murdered, not video games. If you imagined killing someone, that would be the same. Uh, but Nate is not going to be tempted to kill someone. So there, Saint well, has convinced me I'm wrong. You all did a bad job. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> um but, but that will be a temptation. Does anybody, does anybody like Fallout 76? I play that a lot. Don't I know used anything to play about that, lot, but, Fallout. But, I, I, I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about that. Oh, okay, Christos. But Miguel joined us. Miguel, you have yet to speak. What is up, Miguel? Hey, everybody. That, hey. That made me think about... Um, so you, you said because they're pixels, right? And I, I don't really agree with um, that you're murdering in your heart because I think that has to be attached to a, a 
real person. You know what I mean? The, the anger in your heart. But let's say if you flip it and say you're doing a, I don't know if this exists, but there's a video game of sexual acts or whatever. Right. right? It's a totally different story in, in that case, isn't it? That's a fair point. Then you, then you could be tempted, though. Is watching porn a sin? I'm sorry? Yeah, like, is digitized... What if it's not real people? Like, if it's something sexual in nature, but it's all digital, it's computer animated. Is that okay? I have a response. So, it seems like everyone's, everyone's hard to hear all of a sudden. Maybe it's me. But, um... Okay, so what what... The, this would be individual. I'd say there's a point where it's it's objective and it's for all people. But in the individual, there would be some differences about conviction, Romans 14, right? So if someone is, I don't know, sees naked people, maybe that gets a little too much to your to your base urges where it like pulls you in a certain direction and you're like, wow, and you're really taking it next level and like imagining that in your heart. Like, yeah, if I was in that scenario, if this scenario was real, if these people were here right now, I would be fully involved and committed in these acts that I'm seeing um, and imagining versus if uh, you took my, you know, you take a violence in a video game and you, you say, yes, if they were here right now, I would love to shoot them in the head. I would love to rip their arms off. I would totally partake. I'd be like, whoa, bro, you, that, yeah, that, that's kind of getting like that murder in the heart type thing. Um, yeah. So if I felt like that, I'd probably throw my controller away and be like, holy crap, I need help. Um, so I think that's fair. Like, what is the intent? Like, can, can you, are, are you like immersed in that? Like, do, do you want to be that person? Do you want to be doing those things? Um, but then to the other side, I would say, even if somehow you're able to avoid that temptation, like, I mean, you know, find me a person that says them and I'll probably call them a liar, but can, can you like walk, uh, you know, can you like watch like tons of porn and be like, no, I'm not imagining that at all. It's just pixels on a screen. Like I'm, I'm not imagining that for a second. Like, no, you can put this in front of me all day long and I'm not tempted in the least. Um, in theory, maybe there's one person that would uh, fit and then we could have that conversation. I'm still going to say it's, it's, it's wrong until someone would convince me, which I don't think they can, that it's not. And they wouldn't take that to heart. Um, and if someone's like, Oh, that's me liar. These are my thoughts. This is the way. Hey, Chris. I was the guy that used to um, build trap camps and then ha lure people to my camp with like really good <laughs> items, and and they would they would they would die in my trap, and then I'd steal their junk. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I mean, man, you, that's rough, bro. I would make a distinction though with with the uh, just the you know the army video games and all that like obviously you know in the Bible we see there is killing right which is I guess there's a distinction of murder uh, when you're you know in in an army or whatever uh, or self defense there is a distinction um, so I would see it as that. Where a sexual game, like I said, I don't even know if that exists, but just going with the pixel idea, you know, um, would be 
more of a sin because you're, you know, what's the purpose of that? There's no, unless you're, you're in a, you're married, that's where sex is appropriate, right? Um, but in a sense of, you know, a warrior training and stuff like that, that's more acceptable. I don't know if that makes sense at all, but. There's, a, there's actually games where we have sex. I think Fable and you can make babies. <laughs> there's also mods for Skyrim. <laughs> oh, yeah? What game is that, Jen? What level are you, Jen? <laughs> Eleven, one thousand. I'm joking. <laughs> no, but you know about uh, this stuff. You know, if it's uh, if your conscious is like telling you like you shouldn't play violent games, you can always play Super Mario, right? Mario Maker, Mario Karts, you know, type of thing. Like sport games. Even those though, Mario you're jumping on people's heads. Yeah. <laughs> no mushrooms. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> Mario Kart's not non-violent. My wife used to play Mario Kart with me, and she would shoot me with turtle shells, and I would go. Now she was thinking about that in her heart. <laughs> oh yeah, she would. She would. This is whack when we were like kids. She would like just giggle, like very evil to herself. Like she would just like every. She didn't care if she won the race as long as I lost. She was extremely happy. And she would she would give like you know how Steph does that like evil little snicker, that's that's almost like my wife's evil little snicker. They're just woman, man. <laughs> the woman came sin. <laughs> woman is not allowed to talk in church. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Um, not because I am convicted to stop. But because I have successfully shot enough people in the head to get the points I needed to uh, move on. By the way, they respond, right? So unless you're going to say that's like resurrection from the dead, totally doesn't count. Different thing. So anyways, um, yes, my, my challenge has been completed. Yeah, Saint, go ahead. Uh, real quick, I play some of those games too, and my name on all those is Jesus is Real. So you can even share the gospel while you're... Or glorify God while you're doing it. You know what I mean? By your username or whatever. Just so. Well, I mean, if you're really good, that's probably not not a great way to share the gospel because they're going to be mad at Jesus for like you know, slaughtering them. <laughs> they don't even allow the name Jesus on a lot of games. Like when I try to type it in, I'll have to put threes instead of e's. Oh wow. I bet you sure can't be, you know, the prophet. I, I bet they. Have what that if your name off. was Jesus? I mean, that sounds like, like what a if class your name action. Was legit Jesus. <laughs> All right, everyone, have an awesome Friday, and uh, we will see you later. And anyone going to church on the proper Sabbath? For those who mm -hmm. think that matters. Saturday. No, but <laughs> yeah. I was invited. All right, everyone. Have fun. And yeah, don't forget to join broke. Steph's uh, channel and Discord to uh, the child development thing. Does anybody know real quick any good books that go over all of the Jewish holidays? 
Uh, or I could would, point me to somebody who would know. I would just Google all the Jewish holidays and then do a search for each of those holidays. Um, yeah, like I, I think more than like a book. Um, I think that would probably be the best way. Or like get all just like Google all the holidays, and when you have all the holidays, look for books about those specific holidays. That would be my thought. No, be the cheapest way. There's also like complete Jewish Bible, and you have like a Jewish perspective on the New Testament as well. Sukkot just standing. Does anybody like stop the camping in their backyard just recently? <laughs> all right. Goodbye, everyone. Take care. Bye bye.